Hello and welcome back to the 42nd episode of the Oligarchy Disruptor Podcast with your host, Bennett Leon, and your lovely co-host, Ashley Downing. Hey, everybody. Alrighty, guys. So today we have a couple things we want to talk to you about, but we want to start off on a light note. Uh, we are going to discuss uh, this video um of the louisiana and some of some police in louisiana using a siren reminiscent of the movie the purge to announce uh their coronavirus curfew so um we're just gonna play that and we're gonna play a side by side of the real one from the movie uh using one of the trailers but yeah super funny there um the other thing we're gonna talk about is the Navy chief uh, resigning amid upper over handling of aircraft carrier coronavirus crisis. Uh, and we mentioned that in a previous episode in which um, the captain of the USS uh, Theodore Roosevelt was, um, he was sacked. Uh, when was it? Like last week, I believe. <laughs> yeah. And um, today, the acting secretary, uh, Thomas Maudley, resigned um, after fanning the flames of a controversy for the coronavirus outbreak aboard the carrier. So uh, we're going to talk about that as well. And in, uh, we're going to finish off with the Senate Democrats proposing a $25,000 hazard pay plan for essential workers. And we're going to go into the details of that later. Especially, And if you are one of those people, you are an essential worker, I would especially pay attention to that. But let's go ahead and start off with this video. So um, uh, here, uh, give me one second to play this clip for you. But um, it is late at night here in uh, Louisiana. And what you're going to hear is the sirens from the police cars that are patrolling the streets of Louisiana to let them know that it's time for their curfew. So give me just one second. I'll have that playing for you. Tell me that shit isn't creepy. Totally. No, it totally is. If I heard that shit when I was walking around at night, I, yeah, I would be scared. I would be scared. I mean, fuck, I would be too. Okay. <laughs> now, uh, this is the real one uh, from the trailer of the first Purge that came out in 2013. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual Purge at the Siren. All emergency services will be suspended for 12 hours. Your government thanks you for your participation. Yep. So, what do you think after hearing both? <laughs> totally I'll play exactly. it again. I'll play it again, actually. Uh, just the siren part, though. 
so we'll do we'll go back to the other one real quick because it's like they just play the same thing basically so this is the original that you're listening to uh, in Louisiana okay and then this is the trailer and this is just the siren alone so uh does it sound like it yay or nay i feel like it does but in the trailer it seems like it drags it out longer than yeah I remember. It, yeah it's definitely more like hollywoody in the in the trailer but I it definitely has the being... same pitch and everything. It's creepy. Yeah, it's, it's super creepy. Uh, people complain about it, but apparently the police didn't know where it was, uh, what siren they were using, I guess, or they weren't conscious that it was a movie or something. Uh, but yeah, I just a really odd note to start off. Um, but let's go ahead and end it there and talk about the next Talk thing. about the news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, like we were talking about before, the Navy chief resigning um, on Tuesday amid upward over handling of the aircraft carrier um, and the coronavirus crisis that is uh, that was going on there. So, once again, his name was Thomas Modley, and he was the acting Navy secretary. Um, and he took a lot of shit from a lot of different people, as you may imagine. I mean, at, even on this podcast, you have heard us fan the flames uh, in his direction. And I'm sure enough people did it to the point where I guess he felt the need to resign over his handling of that case. So your thoughts on that? Yeah, or he was going to possibly get fired over how he handled it (laughs) so he just resigned um i almost think in a lot of situations like this people are given the option of saving them the social agony of getting fired so they'll kind of come to you in private and be like hey you know do you if you don't resign then we're gonna fire you you know kind of thing Um, And that happens in a lot of businesses, a lot of businesses. Um, So I definitely would not be surprised if that's what happened here. But also, I think that it's kind of telling to how people responded to this whole situation because people were really upset. I mean, even like there was videos of the um, sailors, you know, applauding him as he was leaving. And, you know, they were really upset about this whole situation. And everybody thought that this guy was, you know, doing the right thing by coming forward and saying, you know, we need help and we aren't receiving the help that we're getting. Um, So I don't know. I think, sorry, buddy, but it was your time to leave. Sorry, pal. Don't let the (laughs) door hit you on the way out, bud. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) for real Um, I also wanted to mention that in the tweet Defense Secretary Mark Esper said that he accepted uh, Molly's resignation um, and um, the the Undersecretary of the Army James McPherson will take over as the Acting Navy Secretary Uh, and I quote this morning I accepted Secretary Mudley's resignation he resigned of his own accord putting the Navy and the sailors above self 
so that the USS Theodore Roosevelt and the Navy as an institution can move forward. As for said in the statement attached to the tweet. Mm. Yeah. So the resignation comes a day after transcripts and audio of an inflammatory speech in which, in which Modley defended his decision to fire Captain uh, Brett Cozier as a commander of the USS Theodore Roosevelt leaked to the media. So they basically well, caught this guy. <laughs> well, I mean, it, the thing is, though, too, I mean, there was there has not been any solid evidence that the captain did leak this letter. So the fact that that is this pretty much the sole reason why the secretary fired him um, is because he felt like he, that he did leak the letter to the press. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it makes me wonder if there's some some other sort of like he didn't have any proof. You know, that's what make, it makes me wonder, and that's why he's resigning because he's like, oh, you know, maybe I made like a, a bad judgment call. <laughs> He even went as far to, as to say that um, Captain Cro- Crozier's action was a be- quote-unquote betrayal. betrayal. Yeah. Yeah, and warned sailors that there is no situation in which they should go to the media, alleging that the media has an agenda that depends on which side of the political aisle you sit. Mm-hmm. That's fucking wild. Yeah, this dude is bad... PR written all over him. He should have been fired a long time ago. This guy sounds like bad news to me. So far. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I I think that it's good that he ended up resigning. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bye. Yeah. Smell you, buddy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about the next thing. And uh, once again, that is... The uh, Senate Democrats proposing a $25,000 hazard plan for essential workers. And with this, I wanted to start and get to the point right away. And what a lot of people are wondering is, am I eligible? So um, right away, I wanted to start with this. And the benefit would be capped at $25,000 for workers earning less than $200,000 per year and at $5,000 for those earning more than $200,000. Uh, and this was this is being proposed to give doctors, nurses, and other essential workers such as grocery store clerks up to $25,000 in hazard pay <clears throat> as part of the Phase 4 coronavirus relief bill. Mm-hmm. So initial thoughts on that, uh, Ashley? Um, I think it's great. I mean, it also says that they want to include, you know, people who work at farm pharmacies and places like that where you don't really have the option to social distance. Um, and I think that that is a, a great thing. I mean, these people are putting their lives on the line just in order to get a paycheck. So um, I think it's I think it's fabulous. I, I think those people should be making more money than they're already making anyways. <laughs> So this is, this is great. Yeah, I think it's a good move as well. Let's see what happens to it. I feel like uh, later on it's probably going to get reduced or get heavily slashed or something or right. get called socialist by the Republicans. Um, but we'll see what happens there. 
Uh, that's just my guess. Um, oh, and it's also going to truck drivers and janitors, which I talked about in a, in a pre- previous episode, janitors. I mean, they're literally the one of the most at risk besides people who actually work in the healthcare, you know, in the hospitals. I mean, they're cleaning up our germs every single day. And That's they true. are very underpaid, very underpaid for the amount of actual physical work that they do, too. And um, exposure that they, mm-hmm. they have to deal with. Absolutely. In general, not just during a pandemic, but yeah, in general. Exactly. That's true, too. Hell yeah. <clears throat> um, but this bonus pay, which would amount to be about $13 an hour, uh, a per hour raise, um, I think it's pretty like it's really cool, really, really cool. Can you imagine getting a $13 raise? I mean, obviously, you don't want to be in the situation that they're in, yeah, uh, solely because of like uh, risk of exposure and stuff and getting it infected with coronavirus. But I mean, overall, like, uh, it's a good thing, it's a good thing. In any case, that they give us, they want to give us more money. Take it, guys. These guys give so much money to the rich and the powerful. Any amount of money that they're willing to give you, take that shit. Of course. Yeah, I don't. Never, yeah. I can't say no to money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and of course, like it's to help everybody out during this time and make them feel seen. So. Applaud the Democrats here. I wish they would do more, have more of a fucking spine, uh, and demand more with the leveraging power they have. But they are a counter-revolutionary party, unfortunately. So as much as I love the Democrats, uh, or I want to love them, um, (laughs) and, and I love some of them, or a good amount of them, but uh, this is this is going too far sometimes. Um, um, and any other thing to mention before we head out of this? Um, no, and- no. I just really hope this bill goes through. I think it's really a great thing. It's very yeah. rare that some that a bill is in Congress that provides people with more money who actually need it. Yeah, let's see see what happens when it's finally edited and it reaches its final point before it gets signed with the president. (laughs) Um, Before we talk about anything else that's inside of it, but this sole policy right here that's within this bill, it should prove to be very helpful to those people on the front line and make them feel seen. So kudos to those involved in making that deal. So, uh, with that, we will end this episode. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in, and we will see you next time. I mean, these are troubling times, but of course, we will keep our audience updated. But I think this is a great place to wrap up. So, once again, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode and this podcast. Your word of mouth is our oxygen. So please give us a five-star rating on um, Apple Podcasts if you're listening on there. Yes. And tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dog, tell your cats. <laughs> uh, tell everybody about uh, your new progressive podcast that you're listening to with your homies, Bennett and Ashley, who update you on the latest and greatest in the news, um, which we're happy to do. Of course, follow us also on Facebook at The Oligarchy Disruptor. You can follow us on Twitter 
at Ben the Disruptor and Ashley at Ash the Disruptor. Absolutely. And also, guys, please do not forget to vote. I know with all this coronavirus shit, it's very easy to forget what's going on right now. But um, or what I mean is like the election and stuff that's also going on simultaneously in the background. But over half the nation has not cast their vote yet. So it is very important that you vote in the primaries up until the general election, which we will go to face Donald Trump. So I'll leave it to the queen of voting to give you her spiel about (laughs) that. So I'll go ahead, Ash. All right, everybody. Yes, don't forget to vote. Um, If you do not know where your polling place is, perfect website. It's called yourfuckingpollingplace.com. And it's very simple. Just type in your address, press OK, and your polling place will show up um, in the times that they're open. Again, that's yourfuckingpollingplace.com. And then, um, oh yeah, any questions you have about voting, so what your registration status is, um, if you can same day register to vote. I think a lot of states, um, actually I'm not going to say that because I'm not totally sure about how um, states are. I know in Illinois they stopped voter registration online quite a few weeks before the actual um, election, but a lot of states have same day registration. Um, if you aren't really sure what else is going to be on your ballot, there's also a little section for you to see what's on your ballot. And this website is called rockthevote.org. Super awesome. And there's lots of questions. Uh, that's rockthevote.org. Don't forget to vote, guys. All right, guys. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Your word of mouth is our oxygen. So we will leave it there. Thank you once again, and we will see you next time.